Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. So, Kate, I hear you've been eating cake. I did. Let Kate eat cake. That's what I always say. Oh, my gosh. Why have you been eating cake, Kate? Here's the thing. I Mm. think every restaurant should have on their dessert menu Mm -hmm. wedding cake. And you get to pick and choose the cake with the buttercream. Because that was my favorite 20 minutes of 2020. (laughs) Favorite 20 minutes of 2020. It's a low bar. So I understand. But I don't know. So many of us have had terrible wedding cake that I think you'd have to, maybe we can call it nuptials dessert. Uh, just something to take off the edge of the bad taste that so many I terrible mean, wedding cakes have had over the years. this was ridiculously good. Okay, well, that's it good. Was, that's I got good. to try six different kinds of cake with nine different kinds, well, eight different kinds of buttercream and one chocolate ganache. I'm sorry, you said chocolate ganache. I'm not even sure why there would be a contest with the buttercream. Welcome to the (laughs) wedding podcast, Fuse and Kate. I'm your not getting married person, Betsy. I'm your getting married person, Kate. That's right. And actually, I think we may have another reason for this podcast. Now, Now that I'm thinking long and hard about it. I, I think we do it's another not thing. not to talk about cake? I mean, actually, I would I, talk about, if I could just make the all cake dude, podcast. We could do a half hour of cake talk. Oh, easy. And I'd be okay with that. <gasps> How is there not a, there must be a podcast called oh, Cake sure Talk. I'm sure there is. Right? And I'm sure they like imitate the guys from Car Talk and just like, you know, have people oh. call in with their cake problems. Well, I was thinking coffee talk. Coffee. Be, oh, coffee talk. talk. Easy. Yeah, know. cake talk. No, I want people to be calling in like, I bought this cake, but it completely collapsed in the center. How butter do cream I salvage is neither it? butter nor cream. Discuss. <laughs> okay, that's a different show. <laughs> Our show talks about children's picture books and if they're good or bad. Yep. We take classics or what people consider classics and determine if they're correct in their assumptions. Yep. Now, today's uh, book... Um, is not about a wedding or marriage. Is it about cake? No, it's about house hunting. Ugh, I already did that. I know, but you have experience with it now. So well, you've already had experience. You yeah. have much experience. <laughs> you have more experience than me in this area. So I think you will be the primo person uh, to, to, to determine this book. Now, do you remember Are You My Mother? Yeah. Yeah. I was online somewhere recently. Maybe it was a Zoom. I don't know. These days just blur together in a <laughs> what day? in a in a in a what day? Wait, yeah, where are we? <laughs> I don't even know who I am. And uh but I swear a woman said that today's book was a sequel no it was a sequel to no, a prequel. A prequel to Are You My Mother? A fact that I think is false. Greatly false, but I will I will leave it to you as I pull it out of the bag. The best nest. By whom? P.D. Eastman. Good old P.D. Eastman. We've done so many P.D. Eastman. But I really like the guy. In fact, 
I, I wondered if I had anything else to say to him. And then I looked him up and it turns out he's even more awesome than I even thought before. I'm a huge Peter Eastman fan. So, uh, you ever heard of this book? No. No? Never heard of this one? Nope. Oh, wow. Oh, you're, you're in for, you're in for a treat. It's bright pink. It is so pink. Why? It is like Pepto-Bismol pink. Yeah. You could swallow this and it would settle your stomach. <laughs> Take that and think of peppermint. Or diarrhea. Yeah, you know, both are good. <laughs> or not. While Kate does her read, I have to tell you, I wasn't lying when I said that P.D. Eastman was incredibly awesome. I don't know how I've missed this information before. If you Google the man, you will not find this information at first. I mean, you'll find the first part. But what follows proves that this is an American hero we're freaking talking about. And I'm not even, like, exaggerating about this. Well, his career took a turn after an educational short on racial equality called The Brotherhood of Man, which was produced in 1946 to help the United Auto Workers Union overcome racial prejudice as manufacturers opened integrated plants in the South. Now, according to the California Senate's 1948 report on, quote, un-American activities in the state, the short was based on a pamphlet by Ruth Benedict and Jean Weltfish that had been banned by the War Department because both authors were believed to have connections to the, with communist organizations. And because the report listed P.D. Eastman's name, amongst other people responsible for the script, he, along with other people, were brought in before the House of Un-American Activities Committee, and there was this purge that ensued, and Eastman was let go. And he refused to name names or answer key questions during his appearance. Under the, that, quote, portion of the Constitution, which guarantees me freedom of speech and the freedom to associate with whom I please, and also the freedom of conscience. He continued to assert, The second reason why I decline to answer is that I consider that you are bringing me here uh, to an unreasonable search and attempt to seize the contents of my mind. I also have an objection to make on the fact that, in a sense, the atmosphere here is one of a trial, and that you have accepted the testimony of witnesses without permitting me to bring witnesses of my own. Now, he's been explained that his strong stand was fueled by his family history, stating that a woman named Mary Bradbury in Southboro, Massachusetts, was my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother. And she was convicted of consorting with the devil, despite the fact that 117 of her neighbors testified that she was a good and pious woman. Because I believe she would not have been convicted of witchcraft had she had the privilege of the Fifth Amendment available to her to the privilege against self-incrimination, I not only do stand on my privilege, but I am proud to stand on it. But he was unable to find work because he was terminated by the UPA. So he moved from L.A. to Westport, Connecticut uh, with his wife and two sons. And he, and he did some freelance comic book and advertising work until a certain Theodore Geisel approached him about writing a new series of books at Random House called Beginner Books. I bet you had no idea he was quite this interesting. Back, 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 back. You're back. I love my house, I love my nest, not the world, my nest is best. See, that's not how I sing it. Oh, how do you sing it? Um, I'm very much more like a five-year-old in the middle of a room, like, I love my house, I love my nest, in all the world, my nest is best. That's how I would always do it. Oh, you gotta yeah. like, jazz it up, man. Uh, yours is very... Skippity ba 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 Charlie Bird Parker. Is that what that is? Is that what it wow. is? Wow. Eh, 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 eh. Yeah. When your last name's Bird, you know them all. 
Yeah, um, this is the book of you and your husband, apparently. Yes, I, I didn't want to say it. I'm glad you recognize it. This is actually how we got our current house. Oh. Yeah, it's a funny story. <laughs> so you just stole from other people. Yeah. And horses. Yeah. Well, it didn't turn out well for us, so, you know, <laughs> karma. Well, yeah, so the mm-hmm. main characters in this book are Mr. Bird and Mrs. Bird. That's right. And uh, and they start off in this uh, birdhouse. So he, Mr. Bird, loves this birdhouse that they're in. I mean, he was crowing about it on the first page. So. Yeah. yeah. And and she says, it is not the best. I am tired of this old place. I hate it. Is it possible that the real problem deep down isn't the house, but something a little a little deeper? Oh, there's definitely there's something some going on. There's some issues going on. Yes. She's just using the house as an excuse. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she... I'll get into it. Oh, but all right. Yeah, I definitely think that there's mm-hmm. some things, um, some some unspoken mm. things happening here. Oh, oh, undercurrents, if you will. So she decides. She says, "Let's look for a new place right now." Okay, because we're birds and we literally don't have jobs. So right. So why not? they're flying around town, um, where you can see like the post office and the grocery store. And I love that the men in this town have literally nothing to do. <laughs> oh, look. There's mail in the mailbox. I don't care. There's talking birds. Meh. It's very like. This was in an era before television, so they literally have nothing to do. Uh, When did this book come out? 1968. Okay, there's television. I don't know what these people are doing. (laughs) They're just hanging out. They're just hanging out, being not caring about anything. So the birds fly into. Well, they try flying into a tree because there's a hole in it. Turns out there's a raccoon. Yeah. Not a good choice. Follows. Follows. Then they find a boot, I'm guessing, on a deck. This is the point where I think that they're robins because robins are the dumbest birds when it comes to building nests. They literally would look at a boot and be like, that's gorgeous. I am going to build there now. <laughs> but they don't look like robins. No, they're not technically robins. They're brown they, birds with yellow bodies. If they had the red chest, then they'd definitely be robins. But yeah. they, they don't. They should because they're just that dumb. I, yeah, I don't know what these things are. I don't are, know what they are. They they're found, sparrows they found a, with yellow-chested yeah. yellow sparrows. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new breed. Yeah, we just made it up. And uh, and they find a boot, and they try and say that, oh, this looks nice. No one's in it. Let's have this be our home until a foot uh, goes into the So boot. They, don't, they don't get the boot. They get the boot. Uh, I'm on fire today. I saw what you did there. All yeah. right, moving on. So then they find a mailbox, mm-hmm. and they say, oh, maybe this will be a good place for us until the mailman decides to stuff some letters in there not realizing that there were birds in the mailbox and then they're flying because out because what kind of stupid bird would live in a mailbox but it does give us a clue as to where this takes place oh where does this take place one of the letters if you like flip the book upside down it says waldo borough ma and you know what waldo borough ma is uh waldo borough massachusetts maine oh maine yeah so this takes place in Maine. So whatever birds are popular in Maine, okay, that's what they are. I, I will one-up you on this. So uh, during my research for this book, I found uh, a guy named Thomas D. Gutierrez. He has a blog called Pretty Blue Glow. He did the same thing as you. He looked at that envelope and that address. He then Google mapped it. Uh, he got Google Street View, and then he decided to find the church and he found two wow. very good contenders so i will put the link to his blog post that's a lot uh, more work than i did <laughs> he did a ton of work like apparently he is obsessed with this book who knows yeah oh, all right yeah so right so the after the mailbox incident uh she f- 
well, Mr. Bird says, I guess I made a mistake. And she says, you make too many mistakes. What is, what at this is point, what? I realized it. He cheated on her. <gasps> oh, yeah. You make too many mistakes. Yeah, that would She follow. has zero patience. Yeah. Is very accusatory. Mm-hmm. He's all she like, oh, a- I love my domestic life now that my other relationship has fallen through. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now and that I realize like, how no. good I have it and she hasn't forgiven him. Right. And he, so he's still following in her wake. Yeah. It's oh I, yeah. That's, I had no idea. That's dark, but that's dark. But I can't. I can't see any. I can't blame her though. Any especially hole in that when we get to the end. Oh okay. Yeah. So they find a church, as I, you mentioned. I believe it is the uh, Waldeboro United Methodist Church on eighty-five Friendship Street, Route two twenty. Okay. Mm-hmm. They fly in. Even though they see a giant bell, they decide this is the place to build their new nest. If they were smart, they would have picked away at the rope that is holding the, or that makes the bell go back and forth, you know, and they could have just made that. Pulley systems aren't known well to birds. So. I mean, but they wanted, like, so they go out and they go right outside of the church to get hay. That is really They weird. could have just picked the rope. That's true. It's, but it's, it's right it's, there. It's twisted and tight. And, you well, know, it would take some, you know, it's much, apparently the entire field outside the church has, has hay bales. Yeah. That's unusual, <laughs> but all right. So then they decide to just attack the people of the town. <laughs> it's like a very small version of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They steal soda straws, broom mm. straws. They find a kid with a sweater that wasn't unraveling until they came across That's it. That's true. Yeah. But what's really creepy is this little girl where they steal the soda straws from, she doesn't have whites in her eyes like everyone else. Even the birds have whites in their they eyes. They stole them, Kate. What? They stole oh the whites. Oh, my God. Your eyes. It I is told the you birds. Yeah, it's the birds. <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah. They even find a man who's in. who's laying on a mattress that is being hung up like a hammock. I am baffled. Like, what happens when it rains? Does it just like absorb all the rain and then you? We don't talk oh, about I'll, that. I'll, I'll go on my hammock and then squish. It's, it's like, like a sponge. Like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, I can feel it. Soak it through your it's pants. So moist. It's the worst. It's so moist. It's so moist. moist. Right, so they take horse from a hair. They take, they take hair from a horse, not horse from a hair. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they take hair from a horse mm. and hair from a man. I love that man. This doesn't make any sense, though. Why didn't they just take their old nest and transfer it to the new place? They well, already no one had, said that birds were smart. They already had all the straw and the sticks yeah. and everything. Well, especially because I'm not understanding how straw is good for a nest. But all right, sure. You're the birds. I'm not the bird. Whatever. I don't know. So they they stuffed their mouths with yeah. everything that they just gathered. <laughs> Again, several trips, people. That's this all is, you have to do. This is the equivalent of taking all of your groceries out of the car and trying to do it all in one trip. You uh, know? The lazy man's load, as I yeah. believe our mother calls it. Yes. Because they don't want to go back and forth. No, you know, who can they, be bothered? They have places to go and people to exactly. see. Exactly. So they stuff their mouths as yeah, much as they can with string tons. and hay and hair and mm-hmm. stuffing and all sorts of stuff and get to the top of the church. Right. They build a nest on top of a giant church bell. And then Mr. Bird starts singing his jazzy tune again. His I love my house. I love my nest in all the world. My nest is the best. I love my house. <laughs> 
No? Is that... <laughs> Did I slowly kill you? <laughs> uh, I was going to try to count you with the other one, but my throat wouldn't allow me to. Okay. So mm-hmm. then he doesn't... He's singing so loudly, he doesn't see Mr. Parker is coming. Mr. Parker. This is what I find interesting. On the page where he is ringing the bell, he's wearing a pink shirt, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a blue jacket, but mm-hmm. you can see the pink come through through the blue. You can so also... it's a pink lining. You can also see the pink in his hair, but then it went over with some of the orange, but he missed a little spot. Well, the man likes pink. So why would... the P.D. Eastman illustrated this, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. why would he illustrate so much in pink and then go over it in the black for the shoes, the blue for the jacket, the orange for the hair? Why not do those separately? I think the answer is quite clear. The man's a pinko. Okay, maybe not. Okay. <sighs> I just thought that was a weird illustration It is bizarre. Choice. I, it has something to do with the layering of the colors. Yeah. Um, from that time period, I which I do not understand. Anyways. Also, he's dedicated to that job. Right. Look so at the expression of he, concentration on the man's face. He rings the bell every day at noon. Yeah. On the pulls dot. on the rope, which obviously makes the nest like fall apart Just into pieces. Burst. And Mrs. Bird gets the heck out of there. Smart lady. So at this point, I noticed the compass at the top of the church, mm-hmm. right? Or the, the wind, they call it. Um, that's a, the, the wind, wind, wind vane, a vane, yeah. wind vane, weather vane, weather vane. That's what them <laughs> We're things are called. Words be hard. What I thought was interesting was that when they found the church, the wind was coming from the north. Then when Mr. Parker comes, the wind is coming from the east. It kind of reminds me of like the Wizard of Oz, you know, because the Wizard of the Oh, I was going to say Mary Poppins, because remember all the wind has it changes that depends on if she comes or goes oh yeah interesting maybe he's mary poppins maybe he's the wicked witch of the east (laughs) (laughs) so many parker possibilities (laughs) so then right so mr bird comes in sees that the nest is ruined yeah can't find mrs bird anywhere so he starts freaking out Mm -hmm. rightly so yeah sure he says i will look for her until i find her and he looks all over town. He checks like the old stomping grounds. He checks well, like the, the the first tree. You know, he checked to see if she was there. He's not. He went to a chimney that clearly hasn't been cleaned down in about fifty no, years. Oh, that's a fire hazard if ever. But I you saw can one. even see like on the edges that the there's like green, blue, yellow, orange. But mainly the smoke is brown. So what did he do? Like layer colors on top of each other until Maybe. they turned brown? That's entirely possible. I don't understand layering. <laughs> I don't. It's interesting. If any of you, dear listeners, understand the intricacies of 1968 color layering, uh, please write us at fusekate at gmail.com. He goes and uh, goes back to the horses where he had taken the hair from, mm-hmm. uh, and he checks to see if she's in the bottom of a water barrel. She's not. Then he sees this big fat cat with feathers all around him, and he thinks that the cat ate Mrs. Bird. Which it's circumstantial evidence, but it's not misguided. Right? No, it's legit. I mean, surely if there are many of these brown birds around, it could be another bird. It it very well could have been. The cat clearly has eaten someone. Right? Yeah, or something. Yes. Right. But he had no reason to believe it was his. I guess his wife is missing. So so he jumped to conclusions. He jumps to conclusions. He said, I'm never, be a lesson, children. I'm never gonna see Mrs. Bird again. And he starts flying and it starts raining and it rains harder and then he can't see where he's going and then BAM! Yeah, that's violent. He uh, crashes into something. Thing. Right? His vision is poor. He 
like comes to after his uh <laughs> after yep. being knocked unconscious it seems it's like, like. fat cat wasn't around yeah. and uh and he says oh it's the old house that mrs bird hated <laughs> yeah because it's the house that you tainted yeah. <laughs> so he goes inside and he sees that she's in there and she's singing uh what do you want to do your version i love my house i love my nest in all the world, my nest is best. That's my version. And then I expected him to sing back, I told you so, I told you so, I told you, told you, told you, told you so. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah. He was like, I thought you hated this nest. And she said, well, I used to hate it, but a mother bird can change her mind. You see, there's no nest like an old nest for a brand new bird. So she was pregnant when he cheated on her. Isn't that awful? So awful. He's a terrible oh, bird. He's a terrible, terrible bird. bird. I but she, she, oh, she's got the strength in her yeah. to forgive him. Leave him, honey. But now she's got a kid with him. So what's she gonna do? Well, no. somehow she laid an egg, and I looked at the egg, and I was like, oh, it's a robin's egg. Clearly, right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. And then two seconds later, yeah, it's how long was he knocked out for? <laughs> That's the question. And this all of a sudden, a new baby bird pops up. So, Maybe time has passed. It says, and when the egg popped up. It doesn't say it immediately happened then. This could be like weeks later for all we know. I, I guess. It doesn't say, and then the egg popped. It says, right. and when. You're right. That's so, true. But yeah. I'm wondering what kind of hat is uh, going to be on his head. <laughs> because hmm. I was thinking a baseball cap. Oh, definitely. So, which made me wonder, what are the birds wearing in Are You My Mother? Are they wearing hats? And if so, what kind? Naya, the mother's wearing a handkerchief, I believe. A red handkerchief, right, over her head. And the baby bird is not wearing any kind of hat. Okay, so then it's, I mean, a handkerchief. And this is, she. this mother is clearly wearing a hat with... Uh, held down. Held down with a ribbon the, and a flower sticking is out Is it a it. ribbon or a scarf? I'm always baffled by these, these types of hats i don't know i can't tell if they're a single piece or if you simply match the hat to a handkerchief and then tied it over i so think it they're all one off. piece yeah one, one piece would because otherwise sense. it'd be really hard to match you know i agree I so agree. anyway that's that all right well <laughs> oh sorry i forgot okay. to mention um why on the end pages do the birds look <laughs> like frazzled I don't understand Are they look beleaguered it yeah. looks like they're taking away the nesting from the old nest that is what it looks like. But the, uh, clearly they didn't do that. So I don't understand why they chose to do this at the very I, end page. It's, I don't know. It looks emotionally fraught for end papers. Usually I mean, end papers are calming affairs. Right. They both look stressed out. Yeah. I mean, I know it why like she's a rejected, stressed out. a rejected <laughs> image that they were like, well, I, I already drew it. I'll just slap it on the end papers. So very weird. Make any difference. Yeah. Um, there is literally nothing to be known about this book. You you can't find information on it. It's not okay. like other PDEs. <laughs> However, I did locate brr, 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 a Christmas ornament for your tree. Oh. Why? And it's weird. It's a weird choice of scene. It's the scene where they are trying to see if the mailbox would make a good nest. Wouldn't you put them on the bell? It's a Christmas ornament. You right. can have the bell ring. Yeah. The bell is a logical Christmas ornament. I don't want that. I don't want Mr. Bird anywhere near my Christmas no! tree. That jerk. Adulterer. Seriously. Sinner. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings time. Right. Right. So you go first. Okay. So no. Um. You know what? Uh. 
it's an amusing enough book. I like the weirdnesses. I like the weird hippie beatnik guy. Uh, but, and there's lots to pick apart. And, um, you know, Mr. Parker, you know, two thumbs up for Mr. Parker. I simply don't think it's a classic. It's, it's outdated. It's got the haranguing wife motif, which never aged well. Um, and the, and the put upon husband. I mean, it's so of its time. It's too of its time. I'm giving it a 4.3. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like that it's an easy reader with a sort of plot. Sure. Because not a lot of, I feel like, easy readers that you've given me so far have plots. Hand, hand, finger, thumb. <laughs> not so much. Yeah. Got some drums. I don't remember that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see? There you go. Did we do, did we do that one? Now I have to rethink. Like, no, we did. We did. We did. Okay, okay. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Uh, so I definitely don't think it's as popular as Are You My Mother. I don't really understand why, um, but I don't think it is. Uh She's awfully rude, but there's definitely a backstory. And if it's because she's been pregnant this entire time and she's over being pregnant with her adulterous husband, that makes sense. Well, also, even if he isn't an adulterer and she's pregnant and, you know, she's nesting, obviously, and she's like, this cramped situation is no good. I want a nice place for once in my freaking life. But then she does that whole turnaround later after she's given birth because no postpartum depression for her. Right. Uh, yeah. But I I honestly don't think I'm going to remember this book. <laughs> no, it I was, don't think you will. It was fine. Yeah, it's, I, it's a perfectly just, decent. It's just not memorable enough for me, and I gave it a four. Yeah, it's not a classic. No. Not a classic. Yeah, well. So much to say, but so little to rate. All right, letters time. Okay, so the votes are in. You had asked, is it wolf down your food or is it woof down your food? Oh, yeah, when we did uh, the fly. There was an old lady who swallowed a fly. (laughs) Fly book. The fly lady. (laughs) Yep. Oh, lady old fly. That one. Um, According to Instagram, uh, it was overwhelming. Uh, Almost all the people said wolf. The one said woof feels kind of right. But her ultimately her vote now. However, on on Facebook, uh, there were there was one person who voted clearly without reservation. Woof, and everyone else was wolves. Interesting. They even got to use the little little wolf uh, emoticon thing, which I think they were just thrilled to do. They had the excuse. <laughs> so there you go. So uh, I think the the votes are in wolves. You wolf it down. You wolf it down. Right, like a wolf. All right. That's right. Um, in other news. Uh, do you happen to remember the book Meet the Latkes by Alan Silberberg? We yeah. sort of looked at. Well, madam, I have good news for you. It's a visual, though. Uh, could you please do me the honor of reading the name of the following book that was announced recently as coming out? Ooh, Meet the Matzah, a Passover story. Yes, that's right. It's the. It's also by Alan Silberberg. It's uh, it's Alfie Komen. He's a matzah who really likes to hide. Aww. Oh my gosh, that's perfect. Uh, No, it's so perfect that I'm almost at the point where I'm like, how has it never been done before? Yeah. Like, that's just makes a lot of sense. For for non-Jews out there, that's what you do during Passover is that you play a game with the kids where you hide the matzah in a bag and then they have to go and try and find it. So this is, that's adorable. Yes, though, um, as with the previous book, when he is telling the story of how the Hebrews uh, fled from Egypt to freedom... Um, things, things change a little bit. Moses might become oh, yeah. a bit Didn't of a the superhero. Last book aliens? <laughs> yes. Well, this one, the 10 plagues of this one include no Wi-Fi and uh, chocolate turned to broccoli. So, 
I know, right? No Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi. But you know what? I've noticed That's almost <laughs> as bad as locusts. <laughs> Grown-up things we like. Um, I just watched on Netflix the new film by Charlie Kaufman, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which is based on the book by Ian Reid, uh, stars Jesse Plemons, Jesse Buckley, Tony Collette, and David Thewlis. It is, um, as upon finishing it, I turned to my husband and said, well, that's a heck of a thing. And that's, it's a heck of a thing. If you like the dream sequence from Oklahoma and thought to yourself, but wouldn't I like to see this dream sequence from Oklahoma in more films that have literally nothing to do with Oklahoma? Your answer has come to you. It is surreal and strange and desperately unnerving. Um, you, you desperately want things to stop being so tense, but there's nothing violent about it. It's just so odd. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, especially when I heard the explanation as to what it all meant afterwards. Because if you read the book, you understand what's going on. But if you have not read the book, they sort of skimmed over the whole explanation at the end. So it didn't really come. So I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, it's very weird and kind of weirdly fun. Okay. There you go. On, on the old <laughs> Netflix. Well, I got my very first Evanston library card. Yay! And with that library card, I decided to check out Lucy Nisley's book, Something New, Tales from a Makeshift Bride. An excellent book. It's a graphic novel, mm -hmm. which I can't say I've had too much experience reading before, but um, it's really entertaining. <laughs> she is, isn't she? Um, if you guys haven't heard the Shrek episode, she was a guest on that episode, and she's delightful. Yep. And her comics are hilarious, mm -hmm. and I've already stolen some ideas, and <laughs> and I can totally relate to a lot of what she went through, because I'm going through that. <laughs> so Yes, but you have a pandemic, so that makes it extra spicy. Yeah. Yeah. But I highly recommend this book. Just go to your library and check it out, because it's funny, and it's entertaining, and she makes planning a wedding um fun which i didn't know you could do so yeah and i love that she she draws in the history of, of weddings uh, as well as telling her own story which flashes back and, and forth in time to a certain extent um throughout her life so yeah oh what an excellent choice i love that book yeah that's fun yay <laughs> all right so that book i'd say is a classic adult graphic novel memoir and our picture book today was not a classic easy book nope Excellent. All right. All right. <laughs> so uh, next week is uh, fall, right? Because it's October and so it's fall. It's getting fall. -er. Right. It's fall. It's fallish. Can we call it fall? You're wearing a sweater. Can we call it winter? And Can we yeah, call it 2021? Fine. Can we just move on? Fine. It's fall. <laughs> Yay. It's, fall. it's dark when I wake up. It's fall. Okay. okay. <laughs> Good. And on that note, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our cake eater is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.